Trades Work, the Rocky Mountain Mechanical Contractors Association podcast starts right now. Here's your host, Dave DeVito. On this week's episode, I'm pleased to have Brody Arndt in studio with us. Brody is Vice President of Colorado Manufacturing and Logistics at Murphy Company. Brody also happens to be the Rocky Mountain MCA Board President. I get to work with Brody on a regular basis, and I'm looking forward to our listeners getting to know him as well. Brody, thanks for being here today. Let's jump right in. Absolutely. Thank you, Dave, for having me. Well, it's great to have you. It's the first time to uh, welcome a Murphy uh, employee to our podcast and so thanks for being here. I know uh, you've been with Murphy for a bit now, uh, I think uh, about 13 years if I remember correctly. What makes you so loyal to the company and to the industry? Dave, thanks again for having me here today. The reason I'm uh, so loyal to Murphy Company and, and having been there for 13 years is because of the opportunity uh, that they provide for myself and others at the company. I've been fortunate enough to, to work for, as a project manager and move my way all the way up to now Vice President of Colorado Manufacturing and Logistics over those 13 years. Great. And I know that I think the first time I bumped into you, you were uh, working for the Rapid Response or Quick Response team, uh, and uh, that seemed like a pretty exciting role. I may have run into you a first time up at CSU at a recruiting fair when we were looking for interns uh, for uh, project managers and project engineer types. Yeah, I think uh, the first time we met uh, was up at the CSU Career Fair, and then um, shortly thereafter that, uh, probably at some uh, MCA events locally here. I started off in the quick response uh, small projects team at Murphy Company as a project manager, and uh, was fortunate enough to work my way up uh, to uh, the group manager um, after a period of about two years as a project manager, and I managed that team uh, for about eight years. And uh, then uh, we moved into a new facility up in Thornton, and I was uh, tasked with uh, getting three fabrication shops combined into one facility and moving our office team up to that new office in Thornton. And then uh, shortly after we got moved in there, I took over the role of our uh, managing our fabrication shops, uh, shipping, and uh, tool warehousing as well. Okay, so for uh, our listeners, fabrication may be a word they're not familiar with, and we're really trying to explore what all possibilities and career opportunities there are within our industry. Talk, talk to us a little bit about maybe what the quick response group does or did, uh, and talk to us about what the manufacturing role is or what that component is of the industry. Sure, absolutely. Um, so uh, Murphy Company, being a uh, multi-trade mechanical contractor, we have uh, pipe fitters, plumbers, and sheet metal workers in our facilities um, or under um, our, our jurisdiction um, in the field. And on the for our quick response teams, uh, they were usually uh, kind of two-man teams, uh, trade-specific, and uh, we, we tackled a lot of the small projects, uh, boiler replacements, air handler, rooftop replacements, go in and uh, redo bathroom facilities, uh, a lot of tenant finish type work, and uh, light commercial. We also did some uh, small uh, data center work, uh, replacing their crack units, and uh, 
piping and so forth within those facilities. And we, we specialize in a lot of owner direct work. One of the really neat things about that team was that because each trade kind of worked in pairs, they were set up with a truck. It'd usually be a foreman and an apprentice or a foreman and a journeyman. And, uh, they would, uh, really get to work in synergy together. Um, they knew how each other worked. Uh, usually it was go in, knock out as much as you can. And, uh, after a couple of days on that project, uh, they'd have to wait for the general contractor to catch up, so they'd hop over to another job, kind of get that one started. And then as the general contractor completed the drywall or ceilings, in, in a lot of cases, they would come back when that was complete. So it was um, you weren't set on one job for uh, a year plus um, on the larger that happens on the larger projects. Whereas on the small project, quick response side, they got to hop around and see a lot of different types of work and installations that were going on and work on those. So uh, typically the apprentices that, that worked with those foremen uh, learned a lot more uh, quicker uh, just because of the nature of the work. Hmm. That's pretty interesting. I learned something new today. Yeah, and then on the, the fabrication shop side uh, at Murphy Company, we, we have all three trades, the, the plumbers, pipe fitters, and sheet metal workers as well. And uh, we're producing uh, for all of our job sites to uh, in, in more of a controlled environment and then shipping out. Uh, through our logistics team to the job site uh, so we'll we'll put together spools of uh, piping with elbows and plumbing with sanitary waste and vent already pre-assembled and and put on racks and then sheet metal is a little bit different beast because everything is fabricated in the sheet metal world um, basically the, the sheet metal is is assembled and uh, then shipped out to the field uh, versus the piping side, which is more of a commodity that we buy the piping and, and assemble the uh, turns and bends that go with that. Hmm. Well, it sounds highly technical, and it sounds like it is a pretty organized or orchestrated operation. Yes. How, how does that all work? So as we, uh, as we receive a project... Uh, we have several internal meetings, and uh, typically it gets sent down to our virtual construction department to start modeling uh, with our uh, CAD software. And from there, once they get it collision checked and so forth to make sure that we're not inter interfering with the electric electrical that goes in the building, the sprinklers, and any other trades that have stuff in the walls or above ceiling, then they take that model that they've designed and they break it down into smaller pieces that we can then fabricate and ship to the site. So typically stuff under 20 feet in length and uh, uh, meet with all the, uh, the shipping requirements to get it to the facility. Um, so once it's sent out on the shop floor, then we take it and uh, those, each individual piece depending on where we're at in the shop, whether it's sheet metal, piping, or plumbing, they will take those pieces and start the assembly of that, whether we're soldering, welding, um, assembling in the, in the sheet metal area. We're able to give a lot of opportunity to apprentices in, in our fabrication shops. They're able to work in a more controlled, safe environment. Uh, the floor is a concrete floor. 
There's uh, typically no tripping hazards and so forth on the safety side. Uh, we've got better equipment and tooling to allow for faster and more efficient fabrication or assembly of those items. And uh, don't depend on the weather, basically, mm-hmm. um, to be able to do our work. It's uh, Everything's indoor in a, indoors in a very controlled environment. That sounds uh, like you really have to be very well coordinated and uh, the teams have to really talk in order to make all those things that you just talked about work and work efficiently. And I would imagine you're trying to eliminate things like waste or redo and and trying to make sure that you know, you're ahead of schedule and being able to feed the job with all that piping and duct work and things of that nature. Yes, it, it can definitely be very challenging at times. Uh, the environment that we have at Murphy Company is uh, we have our virtual construction team sitting right next to our fabrication shop foreman. Uh, so we know a little bit ahead of time as they start getting drawings completed, we're able to look at them for constructability and understand the schedule as they start coming out onto the shop floor for fabrication. So we found that that's a, a very good working model for us is uh, that close-knit community between virtual construction and the people that have to build it out on the shop floor. So the thinkers and the doers. That sounds great. Correct. Well, good. Well, tell us a little bit about why you chose this career. What was the hook? What got you interested in it? Uh, Great question, Dave. When I was uh, eight years old, I kind of got my first taste of the industry. My father owned a plumbing supply wholesale shop. And so on weekends, I would go up there uh, to his facility and help stock bins, do inventory counts at year end over Christmas break and so forth. And so that gave me kind of my first taste into what the plumbing components were, uh, got into some, a lot of the piping components and so forth, um, understood toilets, showers, water heaters, uh, PVC, copper, all that uh, that went into uh, the plumbing industry basically. And so that was kind of my first taste into the mechanical world. Uh, When I graduated high school, uh, I thought I wanted to be a civil engineer. I went to school for that, and uh, it wasn't hands-on enough for me. Uh, My summers in high school and college, I worked uh, for a general contractor, uh, doing a lot of different things, driving truck, being a laborer, uh, working with masons and so forth. I liked more hands-on so I, I changed my career path into building construction management, and uh, I was looking for some internships uh, in my local hometown and uh, found one with uh, a large mechanical contractor there and started interning with them. And because of my knowledge in the, PV, uh, the plumbing world from when I was growing up, it uh, really seemed to be a good fit for me. I understood the product and uh, what we were asking our craft to install in the field. And uh, so when I graduated college, that was the career that I was looking for and ended up going to work for the contractor that I interned with. That's great. So tell me, what do you like most about this industry? I would say the, the problem solving in our industry is what uh, makes this career very exciting. Put on an engineer's hat. A lot of times and uh, getting creative to uh, get piping in a building or a boiler or chiller uh, into a space that has one inch clearance on each side and so forth. What size crane do we need to get our equipment in? Um, how do we put stuff on wheels so we can get it down the hallway safely and effectively? 
building teams and working with teams, whether you're working uh, with your, your foreman and his team or you're working in the office with pro- other project managers to help get a job built. And I also like being able to, to drive down the street and point out to family members projects that I've worked on and, and pointed uh, can point those buildings out and, and talk to them about the different challenges we had within those facilities. What project gives you most pride as you drive by it and say, that's something that, that I, I had a hand in or that's something we worked on as a team? I would say I've been fortunate enough to work on a lot of different projects around the Colorado area. The most fun one was working at Children's Hospital, putting in a new radiology department, uh, getting the opportunity to uh, see the impact that we're going to have on the kids there um, that have to go to the hospital there and, and the doctors and the nurses and the excitement uh, when they get a new facility or a new wing uh, added on to the hospital and what it can do for advancing kids' lives and so forth, making them better. Uh, a lot of them are there under unfortunate circumstances so those are that's one of the neat projects that we get to work on at Murphy Company and that I've been involved with. Uh, there's been others um, in the industrial arena where I got to work at a bioreactor facility. It was a kind of a test pilot plant uh, where they were taking wood pulp and uh, creating fuel out mm. of that to uh, fuel cars, planes, and so forth. Uh, so knowing that you're uh, kind of on the forefront of some really neat environmental technology uh, was another neat project that I was able to work on. Uh, first time I think we've heard uh, biomass uh, type of uh, facility. Sure, so, sure. Interesting. Well, let's switch gears a little bit and talk about the Rocky Mountain MCA. Um, you have just assumed the position of board president this year, and although you've served on the board for quite some time, what was your decision, or why why did you decide to support the industry in this way by volunteering for it and giving back, uh, working with your competitors uh, and your colleagues in the market? Well, in my career, I've been pretty fortunate to have a lot of great mentors in the industry uh, from the different companies that I've worked for. Uh, Mike Knapp being one that was on the board here as well, and Ed Becker, uh, another Murphy Company employee that was past president as as well and uh, I, I saw how they were able to help and transform the industry and I, I knew I wanted to be part of that uh, been part of the uh, since I've been on the RMMCA board I've been able to be part of the SCI education committee uh, really get I was able to get that help get that started mm-hmm. and and drive the uh, market here for uh, mechanical contractors to get education locally versus having to travel the country uh, to do so through MCA. Uh, John Kuntz was a former professor of mine mm-hmm. who I, I got that. to know through the M- MCA industry, and I saw what he was doing for it, and he was always big on uh, promoting education and so forth. So I, I knew I wanted to be part of that. And uh, getting on the board, it's, it's been really exciting to help drive the, now the WSCC, which is very exciting for the industry. So I, the industry has given a lot to me. Uh, I wanted to give back to the industry. I really enjoy working with 
uh, all the additional companies that are part of Rocky Mountain MCA. While we're competitors, uh, when we're not here in the facility um, competing for jobs and, and craft and, and labor and so forth, it's great to build relationships with them here as part of Rocky Mountain MCA and uh, you know talk about issues um, that we're all having and uh, trying to find solutions for those those problems that we're having as a group and uh, it's uh, just enjoy the team building with them and, and getting to know them on a personal level and everybody has the same pain in the industry and uh, how can we make that better and, and make that pain go away well i know i speak for the entire board and the staff here at rocky mountain mca saying thanks for your service thanks for volunteering i know you're one of the first to sign up to help on any problem that comes before the board and look for solutions collectively so thank you for that so what advice do you have for people considering a career in the trades? You know, trade uh, exposure uh, has really kind of diminished over the last number of um, decades because, you know, shop class has been taken out of school or, or woods or metals or whatever it is that we used to have in some of the high schools. Now we're seeing a renaissance of that reappearing in, in some of the high schools. But, you know, what, what would you tell somebody who was considering you know, do I go four-year, do I go associate's degree path, or do I go trades or go military? What, what, why the trades? Well, Dave, I would say uh, to anybody that's, that's thinking about it or um, has only just heard about it, I would say do as much research as you can to start off. But uh, other than that, I would say go for it. It's a very re- rewarding career. Uh, your environment changes daily just as more walls are being put up on a project or you you get transferred from one job to the next. It's a very rewarding career. I've been around it for 27 plus years now. I'm dating myself, but uh, (laughs) I've seen a lot of neat things go on and to, to say that you've been part of something, and like I said earlier, to be able to drive down the street and, and point to the different buildings that you've worked in uh, is very rewarding. It's uh, not going into the same office every day and, and staring at a computer screen. Mm-hmm. It, it constantly changes. One day you could be welding or soldering or brazing, and the next day uh, you're, you're joining pipe by threading or using victolic type couplings uh, on the piping so it's it's always changing there's math involved there's communication good writing skills involved as you excel through your career and get to different levels at the foreman level uh, they have to be able to use computers and, and iPads to look at drawings and uh, communicate effectively with uh, your general contractors or your, your building owners and so forth. I would say it is a career. It definitely is not a job. Mm-hmm. It's, it definitely is a career when you get into the trades, and it's very, very rewarding. And the benefits and, and the pay are, are pretty good as well. Keeping with, um, you know, kind of what you've seen over time, let's look forward. If I'm sitting here with you in 10 years from now, what evolutions in technology or processes give us a glimpse into the future of 
what a mechanical contractor looks like 10 years from now and what, what the employees are going to be doing? That's a, that's a very good question. Uh, I, I look back at where I started my career, and uh, we didn't have cell phones. We had pagers back then. We mm-hmm. used, communicated with fax machines and, and so forth, again, dating myself. But uh, with technology today and availability of what we can do with our, our smartphones and, and iPads and so forth, technology is going to be what continues to drive this industry. Uh, schedules have gotten tighter. Uh, work gets done faster uh, because of technology. I would say in, in 10 years, it's still going to be uh, a very manual install uh, for our product, uh, whether it's sheet metal, piping, or plumbing uh, systems. However, I think that the uh, equipment that we get to help us do the installation, it, whether it's uh, robotic welding, or robotic cutting tools and so forth, I, I think that's going to help speed up our industry, that uh, the, the craft is going to want to learn to how to use those devices, utilize technology to help them further their careers in our industry. I think it'll be more technically savvy uh, as we move forward, uh, looking out 10 years. Um, definitely the virtual construction world the models are going to keep getting better and better and the the bill of materials that comes out of the model for what we need to purchase to do the install is going to continue to evolve and and get better i think material types and material connections are also going to involve it's going to come down to efficiency of install the speed of install so final question if you could choose any other profession in this world, what would you choose and why? Or, or maybe ask differently, you know, when you were little, what did you think you were going to be when you grew up? Now, you, you got a start and a cheat in that you knew what uh, the plumbing industry was like at eight years old. Uh, but um, what, what, what would you be doing if you weren't a mechanical contractor today? Well, thanks, Dave, uh, for the challenging question there. I think like every young kid, they wanted to play a professional sport or something like that, but uh, I wasn't uh, gifted quite enough talent uh, or to have enough talent to to do that. But uh, it's kind of funny that you ask because uh, I've told people in the the industry and my, my wife and so forth, I probably would have been a chiropractor. And and that's probably a story long, for longer than today. But uh, uh, I first got to know chiropractors when I was uh, younger, I think ninth grade, and uh, playing football. I had a, a neck injury. The way that they got me healed up and, and feeling better and uh, reshaped my spine and so forth uh, it had a lot of uh, impact on my life. And when I look back, uh, thinking, yeah, that probably should have been a, a career path I probably chose, but uh, life happens and, and I went a different direction working summers with general contractor and so forth that uh, felt that I liked being outdoors and, and being a part of uh, something bigger yeah. than that. Well, thank you, Brody. I appreciate your time and obviously your leadership at the Rocky Mountain MCA. We're lucky to have you and, and have Murphy is a, a partner of ours. That concludes our show today, Brody. Thank you very much, Dave. I really enjoy working with you and Rocky Mountain MCA and excited about where we're going and the direction the the team is taking and all the contractors providing support for WSCC and 
uh, the SCI that we're working on. Well, thank you very much, folks. That concludes today's show. Stay tuned for more industry insights, news, and information about the women and men building our communities, building our skylines, building our future. Thanks again, Brody. Tradeswork is a production of the Rocky Mountain Mechanical Contractors Association. For more information about our organization, please visit rmmca.org.